Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. We are back once again with our weekly podcast, True Heel Heat 123. On this edition of True Heel Heat, we will be discussing the latest wrestling news, including the fallout from Impact Rebellion and the historic Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan title versus title main event. We're going to have more fallout from what is being called Hefty Gate 2021 as Mickey James tells all on the Grown Ass Woman podcast, as well as Carmella makes some very interesting comments about the WWE Women's Division on the Bella Twins podcast. Water Media gets the NHL rights and how that affects AEW on TNT. CMLL splits from Ring of Honor. Preview and predictions for New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Dantanku, and uh, Nights 1 and 2. And as well, AEW Blood and Guts next Wednesday. We're going to preview that as well and much, much more. I am back once again with the princess of all the true heels, the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back, Top Guy. What's going on, SP? Happy to be here. Can't wait to talk. Let's get it popping. And yes, like you said, welcome back the returning resident true heel alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. Yeah, I I needed to get the the large size cup. I needed to get the bottle coquito. You know, I had because this is this is gonna be a long. This is gonna be a, a a nice juicy discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. Juicy discussions always happen here on True Hill Heat. This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends over at Powered 4 TV as well as Battle Club Pro. Battle Club Pro may the franchise reign coming up on May 29th. Two shows in one day to determine the next heavyweight franchise champion true hill heat will be the official sponsors for the championship match and our official sponsored athlete is of course the all father darius and power for tv if you want 50 percent off of your first month of power for tv the number one uk streaming site for all of independent pro wrestling you can go over there and type in the promo code sp3 for 50 percent off your first month and of course we got to give a shout out to our other good friends over at mission pro wrestling and their next huge event which is actually today when you are watching this saturday may first locked and loaded that will feature la rosa negra versus red velvet for the mission pro wrestling championship as well as thunder rosa going one-on-one with the host of Boston open radio dave lagreca that should be a quite an interesting show with those two main events so go over to title match wrestling network and check it out you can live stream it as the show goes on live and we start off every true hill heat by telling you if you're watching this on youtube drop us a like Share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, family. Of course, if you're new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, smash that subscribe button. Over 35% of you watching True Hill Heat do not subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So it's time to change that. Smash that subscribe button. Push the bell to stay notified so you can always get alerted whenever we have new content right here on True Hill Heat. And if you are listening to us on any of your favorite audio podcast platforms, make us a favorite, leave us a review, and let us know what you think about True Hill Heat. 
and we start things off with our True Hill roll call. This is for the people that are supporting us on social media on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. We shout out the top three conversation starters, the Negro Bucks of the world. Coming in at number three, we have Luis Jaden. Coming in at number two, we have my good brother, the co-host of Power 4 SP3, John Scott. And coming in at oh. number one... Yes. <laughs> and faces wrestling. So I'm gonna put wow. this out to you guys because I, I I keep looking every week and I keep looking for a change in this top three conversation starters. And it seems like every week we have a change, uh -huh. but it's only because we are leaving out the real number one of those of who is number one on our True Hills group page. So I don't know about you guys, but me, I was thinking about it today. We deal with a professional wrestling podcast. Mm -hmm. So we should do professional wrestling things. Okay. So although we have retired the Negro Buck Neek Jackson, I think it's about time that he unretires and breaks his retirement and comes back. And if he is number one in the, in the top three conversation starters, then we should say that he is number one. We shouldn't change the rules and retire him, retire his jersey. I know that is a basketball reference, but we're a wrestling podcast. So he should just unretire. He's Ric Flair. I'm about to say he's like Undertaker. Yeah, Hall of Famers got inducted, and they still fight, and they still wrestle. I and, have no yo, problem. Yo, hold on, hold on. You said, yo, where's James Wims at, bro? Like, yo, he, has, he didn't even make it. Nope. He, he wasn't even cut. in the top ten. Maybe he was. Maybe oh, he had oh, he, oh, he, oh, he living his best life. Yeah, he had, you know. Oh, he's living his best life. Oh, he, oh, he didn't even make the top ten. He living his best life. He didn't even slap him. <laughs> <laughs> yo, <laughs> salute to you, brother. He living his best life. Not enough New Japan for him to, to be in the top so. 10, I guess. But yes, uh, that, that is my suggestion. I will leave it to everyone in the comments, everyone who's watching us live when this drops on Saturday. Leave us in the live chat. Let us know. And Nick Jackson, you yourself, do you want to unretire and be back in the top three conversation starters <laughs> if you are still number one, which you were this week? Yeah. Hill and Faces Wrestling was really number two. That's why I'm making this. Oh. Yo, but shout outs to you guys last week. Yeah. You guys had a really nice episode. And you know who else made the, the countdown really interesting, too? You know who, I, who who was number two? JMC was on the top three last week. So, yeah. so, so Jason Michael Campbell made that countdown. So there has been some variance. There has been some diversity on that top list. It's just, you know, nobody's been in, unable to unseed Mr. Mr. Negro Buck here. Yes. So true. So yeah. true. We we wanted to end end his streak, but I think that it's about time we did enough. He's back? been retired. He's been retired since True Hill Heat One Hundred. He, he's, he's the Undertaker. He's ready. We've gone yeah. months without acknowledging that he's he is the, number he's one. He's not ready. He's the Undertaker. He ain't ready. <laughs> he's not ready. <laughs> Couple more True Hills. We got to shout out Daniel Roberts, Matt Martin, Alonzo, uh, Cruz, Van Robbins, and Generation Z. Uh, YouTube subscriber highlight John Aries commented on the A and E biography Roddy Roddy Piper review with mm. myself, Romeo. He so says, good, guys. Good one. You. He says, I was a kid watching wrestling on UHF Channel 52 here in L.A. Uh, I remember how big the Guerreros were. Hector was my favorite, and Rowdy, oh, we loved hating him. Uh, yeah. This A&E biography yeah. brought back some great memories. That yes. was John Aries yes. on our A&E biography, Roddy Roddy Piper review, over on the 
Impact Wrestling uh, Rebellion Roundtable review. We had Brett Thomas comment and say, this is a great review show. I caught and as, as only saw it up on Facebook late. SP3 is great. Romeo is most realistic. Kenny... <laughs> And this is this thing. This is what Brett Thomas has become is one of our our biggest heels. Whether it's in the live chat, whether it's in the comments, he just knows how he to likes get. To he he likes to get underneath your fingernails. He does. Okay. He's like he says. Kennedy was poor on excitation. I don't know what type of word that was. Excitation. Uh, reading social media, all fans are happy, not angry that he has won. ROH on a pay per view basis is still better overall than TNA, but Tony likes it as he probably saw some ma math statistic that tells him it's a winning formula. <laughs> AEW will sign. That comment sounded like it was excitation. <laughs> AEW will sign Jake Paul. Chris Jericho sees money in it after his tweet. So Brett Thomas bringing the heat in the comment section, and he gives us the perfect segue to talk about Impact Rebellion, which was this past weekend. It was live on pay per view on Sunday night, April twenty fifth, and it was main evented by. The cleaner, Kenny, by God, Omega, defeating Ritzwan in a 23-minute tremendous main event to retain the AEW World Championship and become the new Unified Impact World Champion. It was an exciting match. I don't... Mm. Uh, I I didn't get to ask you guys before we, we, we started recording if you guys watch, but please give us your thoughts on this match. I gave my thoughts on the round table, but my very important question regarding this match is regarding what happens next and what do you think Kenny Omega's next title will be that he is a part of his belt collection? Let's start with our returning top guy, JJ. Thoughts on the match and then what title you think is next for Omega? Um, honestly, I thought Rich Swan really did better than I expected. Like, like you know, he he he's a great he's he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a great competitor, but that status of a match, you some people fold when it comes to that big of a title. It's a title unit. It's a brand unification match. And props to Rich Swan for stepping up to the plate for that type of match. Because that you could fall, you could flop it. Because it could become a really crappy, unexecuted one guy carrying the entire match deal for the entire twenty three minutes that they went at it. But that wasn't the case. That really was not the case at all. And this is not not noticing how good Rich Swan is. This is just acknowledging how good he actually mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. we, listen, we we already know Kenny is the best bout machine in 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 the world of wrestling. <laughs> We know that. We know how good Kenny Omega is. So that's why I felt so much pressure was on Rich Swan because that's, in a sense, why I wanted Moose to be in that match because I just thought that Moose would have just easily have been in a better position in that match. But damn, Rich Swan, he shut me up. Rich Swan fucking delivered. Like, Rich Swan fucking delivered in that match. And we kind of knew where that match was going to head to anyway. We knew it was going to be the golden cleaner. So it, it, it was just... It was just foregone conclusion but props to you Rich Swan, and that shit was fucking amazing and as far mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. the next belt that Kenny should go for ooh, ooh that is that's um, do they have any inklings or any any dialogue with MLW no 
Mm-mm. So if they don't, then the next one that would even remotely make sense. But honestly, I don't see any other title needing to be since combined like that anymore. So maybe he can go for secondary titles and other promotions. But the other one would have been the, the, the TNA heavyweight championship. But I don't see the NWA, NWA, sorry, the NWA heavyweight title. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't need that title to be unified on anybody. That title has its own prestige and own like Nick Aldis has done the damn thing with that title for almost three years. There's no need to unify that belt just to make somebody else look better. Well, it's not unified. It's just going to be a part yeah, of Kenny like Omega's the, collection. I, 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 yeah, wrong, wrong word, but I, I don't want to see that belt being added <laughs> to somebody's stable of titles. It just looks like another belt. Like, I'm, good with the, I'm good with the four belts that he has. I'm good with that. Like He has four championships. Like I am perfectly fine with that. It's four of them? Yeah, because it's the unified Impact title. It's the Impact in the TNA Heavyweight Championships. Oh, God, I thought it was three altogether. No, he has four. He has four. No wonder, because I'm like, count, I'm like, where did the extra belt come from? But, you know, maybe I got. Yeah, he has four. And it's like, you know, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. That's a lot. You don't need no more. You don't need to chase Austin Aries. He ain't going to do that because that shit did nothing for him. It did nothing not for Aries. Aries. He's chasing Ultimo Dragon. That's and what he. Yes, he's did. chasing the ultimate picture. Ultimo. He's chasing the greatest picture of titles in history. In it, but he, <laughs> you don't need it. He don't. Yo, he is. Two he's the cleaner. He's yeah. He's got. He is two of the biggest brands champion at the same time. He is the Impact and the AEW champion. Like right. when? When have we got that before? And, and, and God, please, we're not talking about we're not talking about when Jericho won the two titles. That that doesn't count. It's the same company, same night. Yeah, whatever. Um, but two different companies, literally. It, it, it's it's yo, I don't need. I'm good. I'm good. And while he's sitting there, which one is it? I believe it's what the AAA, the AAA Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the AAA Championship, Mega Championship. <sighs> But, yeah, I mean, I feel like the NWA World Heavyweight Championship would make a whole lot of sense as the next title because Scott, Don Callis keeps cutting these promos. Spunk, <laughs> Flair, Ganya, all former NWA World yeah. Heavyweight Champions. So this is Kenny Omega and Don Callis are smarter than they look. And this may it may be like... It, it is picking up Kenny Omega as the greatest wrestler, but there might be a reason why he's naming these particular wrestlers. He's not, not naming the Hogans and all the other guys. He's true, naming true, particular true. memorable NWA World Heavyweight Champions. They have the connection with Billy Corgan and and uh, the NWA. Nick Aldis has been champion for 800 days. NWA is doing well on Fight TV. Fight TV is happy with their partnership, but as far as creating interesting programming they are struggling they don't have any buzz in the wrestling world and this would give it to them they yeah. see what is happening with impact wrestling uh we can also uh report from the early uh reports for uh impact rebellion that it's the eighth the eighth highest uh pay-per-view since uh last summer in all of professional wrestling 
So oh, the, the, one of the one highest of the highest buy rates since this whole pandemic has has started. We're gonna get more reports uh, during the end of this week, but before we are recording this. So that's the early reports right now. But it's looking good for Impact Wrestling, and overall their viewership is up on yeah. TV. So this is something that NWA could <laughs> could could benefit from. Yeah. Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts on the match, Swan and Omega, and what title you think is next? Um, first of all, I, I don't see any losers in this type of uh, deal whatsoever. I think Rick Swan did definitely win, I, even though he got the belts taken away from him, but I feel like he did win in some type of way. Like, I, like you said, uh, JJ, they had a good bout back and forth. Like, it was steady. Like, it wasn't like no slow pace match it was like going back and forth and i think rick did such a great job um match was very good um i, I only saw that match um i didn't get the pay-per-view but i seen the important match that i need to see yeah. um yeah, and i yeah <laughs> um and, and i enjoyed it and uh shout out to don Callis. i didn't even know who don Callis was until he started coming on to AEW. and again i didn't watch in back like that or whatever so once you guys like start talking about it, i was all right i'll start watching that man is a genius. Don't know. <laughs> he needs to get his credit. He needs to get his flowers because coming to being a smaller baby and coming to a bigger baby, you know, like all of these guys, Tony Khan, all of them, they are, they are doing something that I don't think has been done before. Am I right? And it's something that's actually golden and is working and is making more people watch and making more people be in tune to these other brands of wrestling. And um, I think that Shout out to them for putting on a great match and putting this together. Who Omega is now going to go against? I'm not sure. I guess maybe you have, like you said, like uh, you said, SP. Maybe he will do NWA since um, Don has been saying these these uh, things in his promos about Ric Flair and all the other guys that have had that belt before. So if he's going to be the collector of belts, then let's go to that one because they are working with that brand. So um, Let's do it because I don't see them going to get the you know the stuff at you know New Japan or whatever like that right now. So um, it's on yeah, someone else over there. So that's that's a totally like that they're not even going to put the, the, those eggs in that basket over there. So they might as well take those those new eggs and take it over to this other place where they already in partnership with anyway. And you know have him who will he who's the the champion over there though? Who with uh, NWA? Okay. Yes, Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Okay, well, you know, I'd love to see it. Let's ha let's tap it. I can, you know, I'm excited. So I'm excited for this this brand of wrestling. Um, even though WWE is getting a little stale ish right now for me, um, but you know, it is what it is. Cool. Yes. Quick question, yo. So how about can we can we at least make the NWA title something at least that gets protected a little bit? Like, say Kenny goes for the title. But Nick Aldis actually retains his title. And then they have a rematch for all of the gold. And that's when Kenny actually claims everything. That's like, convoluted. I just want that title to be protected a little bit. That's convoluted. That's too convoluted. <laughs> and and Tony Khan's not going to have Kenny Omega lose with the end. Be in the Lose his belt, yeah. He's well, not, not going to lose a singles match being the AEW champion. Unless, unless it directly involves something that's leading to on AD, AEW television. Mm. Ah, Nick Aldis, man. Been champ for three years, man. That shit is like... 
kind of tough to swallow. <laughs> hey, he's been champ long enough. He's done good by the brand. He works with creative. I think Nick Aldis is chasing Bruno San Martino. Damn oh, it! God, I hope not. But yeah, <laughs> he, he is. He is. He knows that he thinks about uh, the big picture, the big business. He can get back his title in the long run afterwards. But let Omega get that title to bring eyes to NWA because right now it's a low buzz. Like. I, yeah, I, no I one is bad. It, yeah. I feel bad for Stat King having to review that show sometimes because <laughs> it's, it's not the most exciting show. At least, at least Raw is horrible on astronomical uh, standards and levels. That like, astronomical, friend. Yeah, like, like <laughs> it's, not, it's not really that. It's not Raw bad. But it's definitely not AEW good. It's not in the in the middle of good sometimes, but a little bit a little bit stale on occasion, like SmackDown. It and it's not like not like NXT where it's good wrestling and just boring storylines. It's just right. boring. It's just, just bad. Boring. Yeah. The matches aren't long enough. The promos aren't exciting enough, and aren't. They don't even enough. have any promos, to be honest. Like what no, promos? They have promos. And, no, and the, no, no, yes, you, you know, they open it. Promos. But they're not the best. <laughs> you said who has promos? Power. And oh, power. Oh, oh, no. Oh, okay. No, I'm. T- I thought you just talking about raw. I was like, I mean, it's promos when they open the show and probably like close the show. But like other than that, just <sighs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's raw. <laughs> uh, yes, we have to move on, guys, and talk about what else happened at Impact Rebellion. Something else I wanted to ask you guys about was a preview for Slammiversary that aired during Rebellion uh, okay. for Slammiversary, their next pay-per-view in July, that teased the likes of Samoa Joe, <sighs> Kazuka Okada, Mickey James, Great Muda, and Chelsea Green returning to Impact what? Wrestling at Slammiversary. This is something similar to what they did last year in Prelude to Slammiversary following the WWE releases. They only showed, you know, people that had a connection or have appeared on Impact Wrestling before. Not what? all the people that they teased last year did appear at Slammiversary, but we did see the likes of the Good Brothers, Eric Young, yeah. Heath Slater, Brian Buyers all come in to Impact Wrestling. So I'm going to ask you guys out of these superstars that were uh, teased during this uh, teaser for Slammiversary, which of these superstars do you see showing up in July at Slammiversary? Chrissy Love. Definitely Samoa Joe is going to be there. You think Samoa Joe? I think definitely some, he's definitely going to be there and give a good, a good like, F U U F voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, good for you. I hope he does that. <laughs> I, I think I think the best idea that I had, because I was thinking instantly, like, Samoa Joe, come, I want to see Samoa Joe versus Kenny Omega. But mm. you got it, you got it, there's money, there's money into the, you know, the surprise arrival, the surprise return. So the best idea that I've heard is from a good brother, Alex McCarthy. He says he thinks Slammiversary, it's going to be Omega versus Moose for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. Omega wins. And then Samoa Joe returns to Impact Wrestling to close the show, and we have to stare down between Omega and Joe to end Slammiversary. Mm. Oh, I'll take it. Sure, that's still that's still my pick, Joe. <laughs> so, uh, Top Guy JJ, which of these superstars do you see showing up in July at Slammiversary? 
I mean, I definitely think Samoa Joe will create the biggest buzz, but I am all for a return of hardcore country. Like, I am all, I'm all for it. Like, let me see the return of Mickey James to some glory days, baby. Hardcore country, yeah. That, so yo, that I love that little stunt with where she had did and and TNA at the time. But yeah, I wouldn't don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Like, give me give me some hardcore country because she actually would get utilized on that program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, she would be a big time person uh, coming in, especially with like Deanna Parazza being the anchor of the knockouts division. It would be interesting for Mickey James to come in. I would love to see Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green had the best yeah. run here in Impact Wrestling as the hot mess. That would be great. And Kazuka Okada. Is Okada, Kazuka yeah. Okada. I think that's just too good to be true for me. Like, that's just too good to be true for me. Redeeming himself. I think think they're just trolling us with that one. I feel like they're trolling us with that one. I I want Okada to redeem himself from that horrible run that he had in Impact Wrestling a decade ago. He needs to come in. Was it that bad? It was horrible. It's the reason why Impact and New Japan haven't worked together in the years. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So... We also we uh, I do want to ask you guys just name one dream match you would like to see with the current Impact roster and one of these superstars, Chrissy Love. Uh, hmm. Definitely, uh, jo- uh Joe and, and uh, Omega. That's the one you want to see. I want to see Joe and Omega. Yes. Top guy, JJ. Oh wow! From that is AEW, a hard one, though. Yeah, from, from from AEW. You know what? I since I'm I'm let me just so give me a good old Samoa Joe and Eddie Kingston and just I kill each other. Impact, impact. impact. Yeah, these are people that are teased for Impact Wrestling. Dream match for Samoa Joe for all Impact wrestlers. Impact wrestle. Impact. Impact oh, wrestling. Only Impact. <laughs> so then, give me Samoa Joe and you know what? Give me Samoa Joe and Moose. Ooh, that that's a good, good one. That would be a good one. All right, mm-hmm. so we got to talk about the rest that happened at Impact Rebellion. Let us know in the comment section below what you thought about Rebellion, anything that stood out to you from the show, and who do you think out of those teasers for Slammiversary is going to show up at, at the pay-per-view in July. Uh, we also had Finn Juice retain the Impact Tag Team titles, defeating the Good Brothers in a surprising result as the New Japan team retained against the uh, residents from Impact Wrestling. We had the a big debut as Big Cass made an appearance at Impact Rebellion as W. Morrissey replacing Eric Young for filing by design in their win over James Storm, Eddie Edwards, Chris Sabin, and Willie Mack. How did you think uh, W. Morrissey looked, Top Guy JJ? He looked great. Still trash. Like, like, he looked great. I'm happy that he's mentally able to get back into the wrestling world. I'm, men- I'm glad that he's mentally stable, and I'm mad that he looks physically awesome. Other than that, he still sucks. Jesus. Would you expect something different? Jesus. Deanna Parasa <laughs> defeated Camille um, Dashwood. But I ain't giving him no accolades in wrestling. Deanna Peraza defeated uh, Tenille Dashwood to retain the Impact <laughs> Knockouts Championship. 
And then Taylor Wilde ret uh, returned to the company and confronted the champion. You had Josh Alexander defeat Ace Austin and TJP to win the Impact X Division Championship in a really good opener to the show. We had Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering defeat Fire and Flavor to win the Impact Knockouts Tag Team titles. Uh, you did say I she was going to win. I said that. Congratulations to them. And so this uh, new Miguel defeated Sammy Callahan. Yes, new champs. Sammy Callahan in a last minute standing match. But that is not the only thing that we miss. We miss AEW Dynamite. And boy, oh boy, was it a fun episode leading into next week's Blood and Guts huge Dynamite special. We had a superb Pinnacle versus Inner Circle parlay promo advertised for this show. A bunch more. We had a title match in the main event. Uh, you can see the viewers for this week's AEW Dynamite right here. The magic of editing. <laughs> Thank you, baby Seth. And that superb Pinnacle versus Inner Circle parlay promo exchange was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, good, yeah. Way. It was the final go-home segment ahead of Blood and Guts next week. We also had Darby Allen defeat 10 of the Dark Order in the main event for his fifth straight successful mm -hmm. TNT championship event. event and his third straight main event of mm -hmm. the show. In a surprising result of the night, Brian Cage defeated Hangman Page in a yes. opener to completely bust open the AEW World Championship scene. Kenny Omega was held hostage by <laughs> Eddie Kingston and John Moxley threatening <laughs> to break his ankle until Don Callis gave them a match with Omega and Michael Nakazawa next week. We had the Young Bucks defeat Mike and Matt Seidel in a fun tag team match. Uh, uh, even with Matt Jackson pulling out the Johnny Cage load blow. We had, uh, <laughs> they then was uh, called out by SCU, who confronted them on their new attitude. Mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy defeated Penta L0M in a really good matchup. Uh, we saw the return of Cody Rhodes attacking QT Marshall following a six-man tag with the, with the factory defeating the Nightmare family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also we had the announcement, a huge announcement, that Yuji Nagata, New Japan Pro Wrestling legend, will face John Moxley for the IWGP US title in two weeks' time. And then finally, we had Miro beat down Kip for Arcade Anarchy all those weeks ago. Chrissy Love, what was your thoughts on AEW Dynamite? And what was the highlight of the night for you? Um, I thought Dynamite was good last night. Um. I was like, oh, do we have to see another pinnacle in, in a circle uh, showdown again? But this one didn't disappoint. Because I'm like, how many times are we going to keep talking back and forth to each other in the ring? I'm like, come on already. But no, last night didn't disappoint. I think this was the, the, the best one out of all of them that they have done. Um, and it was a good send-off for um, the show for Blood and Guts for next week. Um, I was very surprised that Hangman Page lost last night. I was like, nah, he's going to win. No problem. But I guess... Um, homeboy from Taz's group needed that win because he they yeah. have been like doing bad to Team Taz. A lot, most of all the guys on Team Taz have been been treated very shitty. <laughs> so um, I think for that part, yeah. Um, but the highlight for last night, I would say, um, I love the uh, the whole uh, Eddie Kingston coming out and holding um, homeboy hostage. I thought that that was really really good. I like that part.
that was the part for my for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Talking about the the cage versus uh page matchup. Yeah, that was just a surprising result. But right. I love I love what the overall message was is that wins and losses do matter mm-hmm. and AEW does this where you know you think that you can predict the storyline or predict where they're going and then they kind of twist it on its head and they did that here and Brian Cage needed the victory and he really right, dominated right. this match and it made sense right. because he attacked him during the entrance he gave him the power bomb on the ramp and Hangman Page was never able to it recover from to, right, and right. you know he was on a roll and he, they kept talking about how he's number one contender how he doesn't want he's not confident enough to get the shot at Omega and now he just boom he just stopped mm-hmm, dead in mm-hmm. his tracks and now he has to rebuild himself back up to that spot uh, Top Guy JJ what was the highlight of AEW Dynamite for you this week oh my god it had, to, to me it, it just has to be that 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 standoff that pinnacle in, in a circle promo like oh my yo, I didn't know that Chris Jericho was capable of that type of promo <laughs> like like Chris Jericho, like, get one. You get what I'm saying. Chris Jericho, we know Chris Jericho is slick with his words. He's great yeah. with his tongue. He's but fast. That that fast passion and that fire and talk about where he came from and and his come ups and, and 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 how he got to where he was and, and he became this this passionate rookie all over again. Mm-hmm. Like he became a guy that is just fighting his way to the top all over again. And and, and it was like. Where the fuck did this come from? Right, like, like, right, right. We've heard Chris Jericho spit fire before, mm-hmm, but this mm-hmm. is a different type of flame. This was a flame of you think you really, you really think you know what it takes to take my spot of all people. Right. Let me explain to you how the fuck I got here. And now you think at 20, 25 years old, having some cheap ass Burberry scarf that you could just come in and take it? <laughs> Yo, I felt that shit. That shit was fucking fire. And and and, and Santana and Ortiz's reaction to 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 FTR talking about their kids, <laughs> bro. Like, yo, the Bronx came out. The Bronx came out. It's like, yo, he's like, yo, yo. You can literally see Santana. Like, yo, watch your fucking mouth. Yo, watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> the Bronx like, came out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yo, yo, this shit is real. Like, I, I loved every. And then when, when fucking uh, Tully Blanchard trying to come in and, at the end of Jericho, you are not cutting off my promo. You better, <laughs> yo, yo, that shit was so well done. It was so well done, and to yeah. me. It was like, oh, I, I, I'm good on the rest of the show. Like, I love the Darby Allen main event with 10. Like, I thought the X, like, I was like, how the fuck are they going to make Darby Allen beat this guy this week in a different way? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that they did that finish with the sleeper with the cradle, with the cradle legs was like, damn, they just know how to do it. They just know how to do it. Like, Dynamite just hits it on all cylinders for me. And just the, the, you can see the little pickings that, they're not even talking like Don Callis is when he's talking about the elite. How yeah. he's not even talking about the good brothers as much because they fucking failed. They like he he by God Kenny Omega it, it, the best damn tag team in the in the world the Young Bucks barely even mentions the good brothers like yeah like, yeah he, and the yeah. good brothers are here. Yeah, so <laughs> how to hit the areas, man. But my highlight was definitely Jericho. But that show was really really strong for me in general. Strong for yeah. um the send off of blood and guts. 
Yeah, the Darby, I love the Darby uh, finish. He sold the hell out of that phone, Nelson. It made you actually believe 10 was going to win. And then he pulls out the Bret Hart, Roddy Roddy Piper, WrestleMania <laughs> 8 finish. Great stuff. Uh, the, the Yeah, the Pinnacle and Inner Circle Parlay segment might be one of the best promo exchanges of the year. Like, it was that strong. Everybody was strong. From from Sean Spears saying that, you know, Jericho's leading Sammy into deep waters, and I'm the guy that's going to step on your head when you're drowning. Just, that line is probably the greatest line Sean Spears has ever spoken mm-hmm. in a professional mm-hmm. wrestling mm-hmm. ring. Let me give our comeback. I don't believe you. All you've done here is fail. And that's what you did at your last job. And mm-hmm. just Sammy being defiant and saying that, he, no, 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 we're not going to flip a coin. I'll start in number one and y'all can have the advantage. And yeah. everyone having his back because Sammy's the one that quit the team. So if right, right, right. Back and be like, you're an idiot, which he is for giving right. him advantage. It, it, but they just had his back on it. That made sense. Everything Jer- Jericho was just on point. FTR was was just great. They talked about the gravity of this match and really bigged up the violence and promoted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this up of how violent this match is going to be. And then just Satana and Ortiz, once again, just being defiant. That's all the inner circle kept being. The, mm-hmm, the pitiful mm-hmm. trying to pit in their head that they're going into a match that they're not going to survive. And the, and the inner circle was like, yeah, we know, but we're still ready to fight. That was like the overall message that kept going. MJF was incredible. He just, it's wrestling one-on-one. You big up your opponent, so it means something when you defeat them or when you lose to them it means it means something as well because you lost right. to someone you said is the top star in all of AEW he's the guy that put feud on all the people in the back's mouth but I see that burden is getting to you I see your eyes are a little bit red I see yeah. you a little bit yeah. tired mm-hmm. I help you out and take that burden away from you MJF was just man you feel right? yeah Top guy JJ said that was the best Jericho promo that we've seen in years. That might be the best Jericho promo we've seen since 2008 with his Michaels and Jericho feud, the all, one of the all-time great feuds in WWE history. That's as good as Chris Jericho gets but in that's this like, promo. That's just what I was just saying. I was like, oh my god, we're gonna have another promo, another standoff with all you guys talking again. They never had a standoff. They never had a face-to-face. Not a face-to-face, but they've always been like, one group talks this week, the other... I'm like, I'm just like, come on. Let's just... I was kind of over it, but last night made it like, okay, the best for last. Great. No problem. Because I'm just like, all right, we know you guys are going to fight. Let's just not... Don't talk about it. Be about it. Let's go. Let's go. Like you know, come on. <laughs> like I figured. Like people no, are, I, no. I, I like. I've honestly liked the way they've booked right. this. I like oh. the fact that they've done the promos the way they've done it. I just thought it was slowish, you know. But I, I that's but, AEW but, is way yeah. different with how they do things and their stories take longer and they add but, to like the whole like. This is the gonna, issue that's going yeah. on though, because people think that they're rushing into war games, but then on the other end, you think they're going too slow. They they have to they're they're, they're kind of in the middle. That's what I was that literally people, gonna yeah. say. I, was like, I think this people are on one yeah. side of the fence and the other side of the fence, yeah. while AEW's yeah, right. in the middle. Yeah. And people need to realize like they're going at their pace. Yes, blood and guts. I, I think should be the blow off. It shouldn't be a stepping right. stone. It right, feels right, like right. it's the stepping stone to MJF versus Jericho at, at double or nothing. But I think it should be the blow off of everything. But I think it just it just makes sense for the pinnacle to win this one after everything. And especially if this is just a stepping stone to like the next chapter of this right. 
it just would make sense for them to win. But we're gonna give we're gonna hear Chrissy Love and Top Guy JJ's predictions on Blood and Guts at the end of the show for sure. But we gotta also talk about what happened on Tuesday night with WWE NXT, where they drew, uh, they were slightly down actually from last week's uh, eight hundred and forty-one thousand fans. They drew. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Sorry. They drew, <laughs> drew 744,000 fans this week. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma defeated Kushida and MSK in a really good uh, main event to set up two title matches in the future. You had yeah. Cameron Grimes went to a jewelry store to buy a watch and was outbid for a million dollar watch by none other than Ted DiBiase. Goddamn Ted DiBiase! Sandy <laughs> um, Martinez beat Dakota Kai by disqualification after Raquel Gonzalez attacked to set up a title match in two weeks. Two weeks, okay. Bronson Reed defeated Austin Theory to get another shot at the NXT North American Championship. The Way had more drama with Index, yes, that is their official name, Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. As I'm done, no, stop it. As Dexter Loomis allegedly <laughs> sent flowers to Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, that led to a saddened, saddened Indy Hartwell being Aww. confronted by Loomis during the Reed versus uh, Theory match and uh, saving her from being hit by Austin. And then Indy and Candice attacked Ember and Shotzi to set up a street fight next week on NXT. Finally, we heard from Adam Cole for the first time since TakeOver and how he won't let Kyle Rally or Karrion Cross take his spot as the face of NXT. So what was your guys' thoughts on NXT with this week and what was the highlight of the night? Let's go to you, Top Guy JJ. I didn't watch NXT. I'll give a full explanation. I'll give a full explanation. I'll give a, I will give a full explanation as to why I, I, I didn't watch NXT at all this week. And I'm trying to hold my face from laughing, but I can't. It's really a certain bunch of dickheads that we're going to talk about later that I can't, I can't do it right now. I'm like on a mini strike with them. So right now they can all suck a big fat cock. Ooh, wow. So yeah. sorry. Not sorry at all. Fuck them. Okay. I heard you. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy Next Love, segment? Oh, okay. Chrissy no. <laughs> Love, what was your highlight from NXT this, this week? Um, I didn't watch it, but I did watch the highlights online. Um, however, um, I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Top Guy JJ at this point with WWE because it's been a stale run after WrestleMania. And um, they had just been like doing a lot of things to... Uh, people that is just not very, very, very nice. And it's, it's it, you have to remember, I know this is a business and I understand that you are, you have to run your business, but the way you treat people is, is not business-like. You, ha you have to have, you have to have consider people's feelings in the same time. And I think what they are doing right now is very, very sad, very low class. And um, I just, um, at this point, it's just like, it sucks because, you know, there are people that are working there that, you know, that are good people, but the higher ups and the people that are doing these things are really saying f you to people and fans, and it's just it's really not not cool. However, um, I did love the uh, um, I love that uh, Dakota Kai did lose, and um, that's going to be a good setup for those two ladies to have their fight. I'm excited for that match. Um, I'll probably watch it, but you know, right now I'm just like, Ugh. but uh, you know, whatever. 
Well, I guess I'll <laughs> talk about NXT a little bit. Uh, <laughs> the main event was probably the highlight of the night. Uh, Legato Dev Fantasma looking strong in the main event was they really good. They made him look strong, it, yes. It was a really fun matchup. I like uh, Escobar laying out Kushida powerbomb through the table and then laying him out at the end of the night. And then them posing with the titles was a nice little touch. I absolutely marked out and loved Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes at the Jewelry Star. That was just great. I like the overall message that the, that was set in the opener with Mercedes Martinez and Dakota Kai. Although yeah. I didn't like the finish with the DQ finish. I right, right, right. You're protecting Dakota Kai, and the story seems about you know building to Kai versus Gonzalez, which I do think is up in in the NXT Women's Division. And I like. I actually did enjoy the index stuff this week. I didn't like it. See, man, see, like enjoy the index stuff, man. Come on, you know it. You know, you know, y'all gonna have I a little did. bit of Dexter in you. Come on, come I on. I didn't like it last week. Come but on. This week it was actually fun. I liked the little dynamic of the way. Obviously, it's the way that sent the flowers to Ember and Shotzi trying to get uh, get in the head of uh, Indy Hartwell and try to split her apart from uh, Dexter Loomis. I like them being the star-crossed lovers. I like yes. That. Uh, yes, that I did. I've been a fan for it for day one. Just saying, you know. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to roll your eyes. It's okay. Raw this week was another bad episode, but yes, we got to recap it here on True Hill. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman beat uh, Drew McIntyre to be added into the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania Backlash with Bobby Lashley. We had Charlotte Flair return uh, thanks to Sonya Deville, who got her suspension lifted I and made. <laughs> match where Charlotte beat Mandy Rhodes and we had Riddle and Randy Orton form RK Bro for the first time defeating Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Miss Chrissy Love what was your thoughts, if any on Monday Night Raw this week? Okay, so for Monday Night Raw, love the um, uh, RK Bro thought that was hilarious um, and you know I was not uh, a bro fan but since you two you made me be on the bandwagon. So I love the RK bro. Um, bro. Bro. However, I am I was so confused when Sonya Deville was standing in the Royal Ring. I'm like, don't she work at SmackDown? Or does it doesn't even matter now? It's just both brands. Does it like I'm like, it doesn't even matter anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's Adam like, Pierce appears on both brands. Adam Pierce is now I'm at both locations too. Now I'm like, what is happening now? I'm like <sighs> Whatever. Okay, sure. WWE. Yep. You, you just right now. You're just like background noise on Mondays. I have it on. If I see something happen, that's cool. I watch it. If not, I'm still doing my things as I'm, you know, moving around at night. That's just what is happening right now. So, um, but I did the highlight for me was RK Bro for sure. Yes, Raw was pretty insufferable up yeah. until RK Bro. That's actually saying a, that's a generous name, a word for it, friend. Yes, it was. It was <laughs> insufferable uh before <laughs> rk bro came on the screen their backstage segment was absolute gold with with or or i think it's riddle just talking nonsense to the interviewer and then randy orton shows up and he says what planet are you from and he says i'm from earth and randy orton <laughs> responds and says shut up we have nothing in common and right. Riddle responds except we're from earth i started dying laughing <laughs> I found that just his delivery yeah. and the way he said it was just awesome. Riddle mm -hmm. and Randy Orton give me more of that 
all day, every day. But I was like, whose idea was it to put them together in a match? I'm like, these things, like, you guys make no sense. You're just throwing people in tag team matches together now. Sounds like I didn't miss much. You didn't, though. Not really. All right. But that is all for what we miss, and we got to move on to our top new story. I thought it was a lot <laughs> with uh, our top news story. With we the trash, what was, what was it? We had trash. What was the name of our show? Trashgate. No, our, our our name of our episode was Trash Bag Rebellion. There we you got go. a lot of good responses. Thank you for everyone who watched us live on uh, Saturday yes, morning. Nice job, yeah, nice job last one twenty two with Romeo Trash Bag Rebellion. We talked about the Mickey James uh, trash bag incident. And just when I thought I was done talking about this, I've talked about this on so many different shows. We are back talking about it again. True Hill Heat 123. As this week, Mickey James tells all regarding her final run in WWE, as well as what she is calling Hefty Gate on Grown Ass Woman podcast. As well, well as we had to put I'm trying to remember it. Her last run was with the one that just ended. <laughs> right, but. Uh- yeah, she was a part of the roster for like yeah. three years. I know yeah. she was in the roster. I trust me. Fact, I, if I you know. go on WWE.com, you would find her name in the archives. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I I know that part. But but she go was ahead. there. I know she was there. But go ahead, finish. Finish. SP. I'm sorry. <laughs> As well, we're going to talk about uh, Carmella Vince about WWE's view on women's wrestling on the Bella Twins podcast. This is a lot, so I was letting <sighs> guys, I was letting you guys talk before I talk about this because there's a lot for me to talk about. Oh, no, this- go ahead, talk, talk. We'll just you know, right. we'll, ch- we'll chime in at once you you know. Go ahead, chime. So, following what is now being referred as Hefty Gate, Mickey James has spoken in depth on her final run in WWE as well as Hefty Gate on the latest The Grown Ass Woman podcast with herself, Victoria, and SoCal Val. Mickey detailed how she felt during her run and the events leading up to her release. Mm-hmm. I took I took portions of the quotes, so not the full quotes, but portions of them. Uh, okay. She says, she says, over the last two years, with getting switched to SmackDown and not getting used, I never debuted on TV. I tore my ACL. I kept feeling these things of, we want you to retire. We want you to be an agent. It was what they wanted for me. It wasn't that I wasn't uh, uh, grateful for those opportunities. But at the same time, I see the agents and what they have to go through. They don't get any praise or thanks that they deserve. They deal with a lot of crap. I don't know if I could personally handle that. I'm too much of a creative person. Ideas that I had, they fell on deaf ears. If Mm -hmm. I fight for something, it's what I genuinely believe. Mm -hmm. I have tons of ideas. Not all of them are great. But if I think it's great, I'll promote it. Some ideas that Mickey had included pitching stuff for the WWE Network, including a grown-ass woman type uh, show with various women in WWE. Mickey had a big conversation at WrestleMania 37 weekend that didn't go the way she had hoped, leading to her having doubts about her position in the company. Anything mm. this is, and this is her quote right here. She says, "Anything I pitch, they weren't into." I wanted to find a balance in between. There was this moment where I said, what if we do an all-female brand? If I could help lead up that and have an awesome team of women, we have the talent, tools, and facilities, it would really help all the girls who are not getting television time. This one person says to me, they're never 
going to do it ever. Women's wrestling doesn't make money. WWE Evolution was the lowest rated pay-per-view ever in WWE. I get what you're trying to do, but I don't understand why you're fighting so hard for it. You should play the cards you've dealt and see if there's a way to incorporate that within a show rather than fight for it to be its own show. I just realized that every decision they do, a lot of it is business and how it falls in line with business. I'm just disappointed as a whole with being made to feel old with the pens and a walker and the whole ageism thing. Uh, speaking about the trash bag incident in, in particular, Mickey said, all I can do is laugh about it. It's not even about the trash bag. I was astonished at how it took off. I almost deleted the post because I felt it came off too nasty or bitter. I was being sarcastic and laugh at myself in the situation. I got myself the exact same way 10 years ago. The difference is at that point, I honestly believed it and took it to heart and thought this is what the company thinks about me. I know I made bad decisions, but at the same time, it didn't spark there. Between the Piggy James stuff and even in the last run, it's just how I felt positioned in the last three years. It's okay. I'm good now because I'm in a good space and I can express myself in a real fashion. I was like, wow, they still do this? This is bullshit. It's also kind of comical because it's literally how I felt that they thought about me for the last three years whenever I pitched anything or talked about anything. To piggyback off of those comments on the Grown Ass Woman podcast, I definitely uh, suggest that everyone go out of their way, recommend you to listen to the Grown Ass Woman podcast from this week so you can hear Mickey James talk about uh, her final run and her release. To piggyback off of that, we had the Bella Twins podcast this week with a current WWE superstar, Carmella, who sounded off on the current direction of the women's division. Carmella on the current booking of the WWE Women's Division, there's a portion of her quote, not the entire quote, even myself, I would sit at home and watch Raw and it would be 10 p.m. before I would see a woman on the show. It's sure. like this is a three hour show. What the hell? Even I, if I'm just a fan, which I am, like if I didn't work at WWE, I would just sitting at home watching. I want to see the women. That's why I tune in. If I'm waiting until 10 p.m. to see a girl, it's like, what the hell? That's not okay for little girls at home or whoever is watching, waiting for the women. She mm. also commented on the release of, of Billy Kay and plans that were now scrapped due to that. Uh, uh, on her act storyline teaming with Billy Kay and WWE releasing her and Peyton Royce, she said, and I quote, I don't know what the right or wrong things to say is. All mm. I can speak from is my experience. We were super excited for this story, and I felt okay. I'm done with this whole sexy gimmick that they wanted me to do, which is fine. It's fun to be sexy, but I feel like I wanted to show more personality. Mm. I wanted to show a little bit more of a fun side. I was looking forward to doing that with Billy. Like, I, like you said, our interest alone, she was cracking me up. So I was really looking forward to seeing where that was going to go. And unfortunately, we can't do that anymore. Even yeah. those two were some of my closest friends since they got here. So this was the first time I was really rocked by a release. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. 
That is a lot to digest, a lot to get through. First of all, let's talk about the Mickey James comments on the Grown Ass Women podcast. Top Guy JJ, you didn't get an opportunity to discuss the Mickey James trash bag incident. I really want to hear your thoughts on that first, and then your thoughts on what Mickey had to say. Well, the thoughts on that one, that's just in a nutshell, that's why I haven't watched WWE ever since I've seen that. Um, I, I, it's like I can't support something that treats anyone in the way most things are visual. And one, I want to, I really like want to be able to thank Mickey James for being, being woman enough to have the courage to actually put that out there because that gave Gail Kim, that gave Jillian Hall, that gave a lot of other women the courage to speak up and actually voice what happened to them as well. So this is a company's culture. Like, this is their culture. This is what they do. And no one has corrected this in more than a decade. This is disgusting. Like, it, it is disgusting. Like, when you leave a place where you usually leave on a decent note, like... A trash like trash bag, like that is the lowest form of an exit that you can possibly get. That is worse than you getting an office box and carrying your shit out. Mm-hmm. Like it is a symbolic gesture of fuck you. Yeah. Like it, it, it is so despicable that I could never in I I couldn't envision like even if I I've had the un un unfortunate responsibility of having to let people go and having to fight that mm-hmm. don't leave them with an image like that you don't leave them with an image of feeling lesser than right and, right and, and, and yes James expressed that she felt the second time it happened like this is the mm-hmm. second time it happened to her not even the first this is the second time but obviously the first time the women weren't in a place in society where to they can ro- voice themselves mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. would be as heard as it is now in right. 2021. So that's why, like, women like her, like, they are like, I want to see the best for people like her because she is giving so many other women the courage to speak up. And, and to, for me to sit there and watch that and to feel as disgusted in my stomach as I did and to turn around and go ahead and watch WWE Raw, no, I'm good. I'm good. I can't watch that shit right now. Like, I don't know how long it's going to last because I've obviously grown up on this since I'm four years old, but I I can't stomach watching a program that supports that shit right now. Like, I can't do it. So the only wrestling I watched was the the, the TNA, most of the the, the Impact Rebellion pay-per-view and AEW Dynamite. Like, I still love wrestling. I still got to get my wrestling in, but right now I just can't do it with WWE. Mm-hmm, now, with, mm-hmm. the, with the comments with what happened afterwards with, with Carmella, it's a prime example of this is why I am so thankful for somebody like Mickey James, because it is giving Carmella and other women the opportunity to speak up. Like Carmella is like, yo, come on. Car- Carmella is probably feeling literally like a, a stereotype right now mm-hmm. she's feeling like the prototypical blonde sexy woman from the 1998 99 divas era <laughs> or the, the, the <laughs> panty shit and not portraying her as an actual wrestler 
Yeah. And, and, and it's it's kind of tasteless. It's very tasteless to me. Like, not kind of. It's very tasteless to me. So hearing both spectrums like that, it's just like, it's kind of like a cherry on top, dude. It's like, and, and, and the fact that Triple H, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, the entire WWE, I don't give a fuck who that guy is that they fired. I still don't even know his fucking name. I don't Mark really Barano. care. I really don't care. Because this is the entire <laughs> company's culture. This is their culture. This is something that not one person, not one person in the entire WWE company checked how they get rid of people's belongings and how they send it to them. Not one single person checked this. So this is all Carano's fault. Whatever he's, This is all his fault. This is not the higher-ups. This is not the management. This is not the people that check it. This is not the people that ship it. This is all his fault. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. I work in a company that does too many inspections, and mine is a lower-tier company. We're not a billion-dollar fucking company that is on television every single week generating millions of fans and has 30 million followers on YouTube. This is, this is us. This is... They are supposed to be the public face. Like, imagine if this should happen in the NBA or the NFL or the MLB. If they got rid of a, a, a woman talent or they got rid of any talent person. It would have been dragged for so trash, much. Smash bag with their name on a post-it that says their name. It would have been on, like, SportsCenter, all the, the, the famous news stations. It would have been dragged a little bit more. But dude, clearly, it's something that they do very often because not only they have they have a pack of post-its. And they just write their first name. Mickey, Donald, Yusin, Ali. Just throw all these shits on there. Billy, Peyton. All these shits got sitting in the same fucking... But just post it back, post it back, post it back. That, that's just disgusting. That's disgusting. That's a disgusting environment. And to, to actually sit... And then not all, the fucking product is bad. Like, I'm sitting there, like, supporting some shit because I grew up on it. And not only are they putting out shit product, they're doing shit to their people. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I just, I'm sorry. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how long this is gonna last. But <laughs> I cannot support something that does this to people. Like I just, this shit is just fucking awful. It is so awful. It is despicable. And honestly, like anybody that has ears, that anybody that has a voice, fucking please use it. Because the WWE, as like this is the perfect time, Chrissy, to call the WWE a bunch of fuckboys. <laughs> like this is this is this is the perfect time for it because this is some real fuckboy shit. Like you're gonna treat people that you're gonna end up wanting to sit there and call them a couple of years later and talk about I want to induct you into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, sent my shit in a trash bag. But you want to now call me and give me one of them bullshit WWE rings that you got out of a fucking one of those little little fucking vending machines and shit. <laughs> Yo, I saw Kane shit and I was like, are you fucking serious? Their whole ring is just a fucking a logo with a black background that says the WWE on it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. That shit is a fucking, edu- that's a fucking graduation ring. It is. But the digress, like that, it's just despicable on all areas and i'm not sorry for not even feeling supportive of that company right now i don't know when the fuck i'm gonna get to because i'm definitely not watching smackdown this week i don't have the stomach in me right now (laughs) understandable sir we don't we don't blame you at all chrissy love as a female wrestling fan after hearing the comments from mickey james and carmella what is your thoughts on the current treatment of the wwe women's division very sad. I thought we've come a lo- longer way than this, than the bra and panties era. I thought, you know, the women had a little bit more value to them, but I guess we don't. 
um, still proves that we have a long way to go. And it's unfortunate. And uh, the last time I remember Mickey James being on TV, she was with Alexa Bliss. That's why I asked you guys, what, what was her run? I know she was there, but what, what run did she do? You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's like, I can't remember her doing anything. So she was being held and catering all this time, showing up to work, ready to work and not given anything to do. And I'm giving you ideas. I want to work. I'm telling you, I want to work. And I and you're not, you're not using me. You're using the, the same girls, which is fine. But on a thing like what Carmela said is like 10 o'clock. Now little girls are in bed now. It's their bedtime. So the first, you know, at least the first hour there, there's not one woman on the show. And it just shows you, remember I was telling you guys in the past episodes, I wasn't really gravitating towards Camilla's new, ad, new attitude, her new, her new um, gimmick. I think that she was wrestling better, but the gimmick I just didn't understand. And that proves why, because she didn't even really like the gimmick. So <laughs> when, you, when you read that, I was like, now it makes sense why I'm not gravitating towards this sexy image. Carmela's sexy. She's beautiful. All those ladies are beautiful. But if she's not great, if she doesn't even like being that character, I'm not going to like that character. And I and it proves proved that I didn't. And it's just sad. And I, I wish that it just shows that Vincent and them are all fuckboys. And it's sad again that, you know, we still have to work hard on this and to, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll get more shine and more girls to talk up about it and go from there. So. Yeah, it's just it's just really sad to know how WWE is treating the females or not treating the females yeah. the way they need to. But do you guys think that there will be some type of change on their direction and how the women are treated behind the scenes following all of this backlash? Top guy JJ? The WWE needs to put out an all-out press conference. Like, they need to speak to the people. Like, they need to speak. They need to publicly apologize. They need to... They're not going to do it. They need to... But they're not going to... This is what I'm saying. This is why it's hard to support them. Because you know they're not going to do shit like this. They're not going to be humble enough to stand up and be accountable for the bullshit that they have... They have been put on blast by numerous... Nothing will change, unfortunately, until Vince McMahon is down in a grave. Well, then... Nothing will change until that happens. And and I'm I'm so sorry to say that. And I, I mean, I don't wish that on anyone. But I'm just telling you that's what's going to happen. Sorry. Got the appearance by, by, by Mr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the female viewers for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Love. I said we got the female viewers for this week's episode. <laughs> He's puzzled. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> He's like, oh, what? That, that's going to make them even more curious. Right. <laughs> like, like, why are you going so low? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is gonna start acting funny in a minute, and then we ain't gonna know why. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We needed we needed a laugh after talking mm-hmm. about that. So thank you. Yes, yes, we needed that laugh. That was thank the perfect you. perfect timing for that. Absolutely, and a perfect time for us to segue into the rest of the news rundown because it was another. Busy week as far as wrestling news. Fightful Select is reporting that NXT referee Jake Wirtz uh, was suspended earlier on this year and was not allowed to enter the Capital Wrestling Center for NXT shows. Wait, the... oh, who was suspended again? 
Jake Drake Wirtz. The well, okay, referee. the referee. Yes, 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 yes. The site is reporting that Jake Wirtz, who has been a lightning rod for controversy among some in wrestling, has also had his duties within NXT massively reduced over the last few months. Sean Rossap of Fightful, uh, Fightful says uh, that Drake Wirtz has been suspended this year and was not allowed at the Capitol Wrestling Center for NXT or 205 live tapings for a period of time. The report explains that once his suspension was over, Wirtz uh, appeared to to have subdued many mannerisms that got him substantial heat with many at the Performance Center. In 2020, Dave uh, Bispain uh, published an article about Jake Wirtz, and it, it has emerged that higher-ups were horrified by what they read, with mm. people in NXT speculating that Wirtz's radical beliefs are why he hasn't been fired. Some of the issues are believed to be ongoing, with Fightful bringing up that a video emerged this week on Wednesday of Jake Wirtz calling into the county commissioner's meeting backstage at NXT to claim that mandates make child sex trafficking easier. Mandates on wearing masks makes child sex trafficking easier. That is what Jake Wirtz said on Wednesday while wearing an NXT polo during this video. According to Fightful, it's no longer free for NXT. Anytime. You know what? Like, is that the guy that looked like he got like the the? the... I'm trying to picture what he looks like. I can't, you know what, whatever, I'll, I'll go, what is his name? One, he was the one that was the referee in the one final beat match between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa last year. Okay, I think, I, I'm, I'm seeing the face, I'm seeing the face, but he's a fuckboy, so, you know, go ahead, I'm sorry. Any comments, soft guy? <laughs> no, all I hear in my head is Stat King from like three weeks ago and says, y'all watch this shit? Like, yeah, that's all I hear. That is all I fucking hear now. Is that y'all y'all watch this shit? Yeah, all I hear, and it's like, oh my god, we fucking do. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. oh my, what? So wearing <laughs> wearing face mask makes human sex trafficking easier. Yeah. So this is clearly he's clearly a fucking pedophile. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's clearly a pedophile. Yes. Because he is literally giving up his own job description easier because of what he is, because who I have spoken to. Oh yeah, he looks like a little slimy sleeve bag dude. Yeah, he looks like he looks like Mike the situation. That's him, right? <laughs> I have interacted. I've talked to hundreds. <laughs> he's gone. We've lost SP. SP is lost. He's gone out of the screen. I don't see him. <laughs> he's gone. SP, come back. Come back. Situation. Wow. Wow. We went back to the real world road challenges and shit. No, Jersey Shaw, friend, get your get your challenge people together. Apologize. All that reality shit came out. Tell of me the I'm table. lying. Tell me I'm not. I'm t- tell me I'm lying. Two weeks in a row, we mentioned an MTV reality show. Two weeks. <laughs> hey God, hold on. So it's, <laughs> it, it's like, hold on, yo. I've interacted with thousands. Yo, okay. See, I was like, I was, I knew it was him because I'm like, yo, that's the only guy that was like the head referee. He's now gone, and I'm like, we ain't seen him in like mad long. 
Yeah, it looks like a slime now, ball. Now I'm gonna have to ask Romeo to make a meme of my <laughs> situation, oh, make to Jake oh, words. This is yo, this is what represents this fucking company. This is the <laughs> shit that you got Karuo, whatever the fuck his name is. You got this slime ball, this fucking this, yo, it's watch Jake, the kids. Watch your kids if you live in the area where he lives at. But it's like, oh my god. Like I've interacted with thousands of people. Thousands of people since this pandemic has fucking <laughs> I have never heard that shit once. I haven't even heard not even all he's one he's two out of two out of like three thousand. He is one of all that I've heard. He is the only person that I like what the fuck? Like what what is going on in that place, yo? Like what is like goodness great like WWE like what I'm happy to have had SP have a good laugh for today. If he didn't get any other laugh for today because he has other shows he has to do. I'm happy I was able to give him that one for today. <laughs> and we have ref- yet again the second week we have referenced MTV shows on our podcast. Just saying. MTV, come on. Um, PW Insider reports that WWE has tentative plans to run some test live events this summer. And, but it is still early in the planning stages and obviously depends on where things stand with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic by then. There will also be different rules depending on the city or uh, metropolitan. We're uh, definitely going to do um, SummerSlam outside for that- sure. That brings us to a tweet from WrestleVotes. Uh, They say that WWE is trying to determine a hot SummerSlam location for them to go to. It's still early, so we shouldn't shouldn't hear... Like WrestleMania? Over the fucking has a thunderstorm that is fucking... And they're not in a dome, so they're not covered by that fucking... Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't hear an announcement on the SummerSlam location until prior... Uh, until about, like, June. Uh, yeah, now, yeah. now that John... Now that John Laronitis is working back to talent relations, there have been changes with WWE producers as well. Jason Jordan has now taken over the role of John Laronitis as lead producer and also has more responsibilities within the company. Adam Pearce has also moved up in the company, although details about his current role are unknown at this time. So congratulations. What was Natty's husband? Uh, he works. He works mostly with the WWE Women's Division. Yeah, Natty oh. actually gave credit because he, he did all the, all, the, all the women's matches at WrestleMania. He produced. I mean, it was only what three of them. It was four. Okay. Uh, hey, at least he's got a role. Right. No, he did, and he did the he did the main event very well. You know. So shout out to him. Fightful Select reports that the real reason that AJ Styles and almost have not appeared on WWE TV since WrestleMania is because at least one of them wasn't cleared after the event. They appeared on the bump this week to explain in storyline that they have been in on vacation in Nigeria where almost got a severe sunburn, but they will be back next week. And, okay. And also, almost is not from Nigeria. I, I know. Remember. That's what I'm saying. So they met up with Apollo. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Fightful Select has more details on recent WWE Raw creative changes, which included Sheamus winning the United States Championship from Riddle at WrestleMania 37. 
and the previously announced Randy Orton Braun Strowman match that never took place on Raw last week. According to Fightful, after Sheamus won the title from Riddle at WrestleMania, which was a, a change planned uh, finish on, on the day of WrestleMania 37 Night 2, the plan was to have them continue their feud. However, that obviously changed after the show, as Sheamus hasn't competed on the previous two editions of Raw, while Riddle began a short program with Orton. Sheamus has now moved on to a feud with Humberto Carrillo, it, it seems, and mm. Riddle is starting a program slash partnership with randy orton with rk bro as we talked about earlier brian alvarez on wrestling observer it looked like randy Orton was trying to hold all his laughter inside but he really couldn't though <laughs> uh, brian alvarez on wrestling observer radio reports that according to a fan in the thunderdome wwe producers were telling fans to cheer rhea ripley this past monday on raw this is weird considering that rhea has been healed since before wrestlemania and teamed with the very much healed Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on Raw so it seems that they're confused on where Rhea Ripley is aligned with AEW News Warner Media acquires the rights to the NHL package for seven years over NBC and the USA Network which has led many fans to question if this will affect AEW's time slot on Wednesday due to that day being the hockey day Right. Uh, Tony Khan commented on this on the Busted Open Radio, uh, Busted Open Radio this past Wednesday, saying that they have uh, had their their TV deal with TNT for the next two and a half years for Wednesdays in that time slot. So there is nothing to worry about. Mm. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, AEW said that the maximum uh, amount of tickets that would be on sale for the uh, for the Blood and Guts event would be a capacity of two thousand five hundred. However, Meltzer reported that the amount of actual tickets that went on sale for the event was around 1,500 plus or minus about 100 seats, which was sold out in about two hours. Uh, now there is only uh, they have put more tickets on sale, which leaves about 354 tickets left. Uh, Impact Wrestling's ads on last week's edition of AEW Dynamite for Rebellion were reportedly paid for by Impact. Ooh. Ads for Sunday's pay-per-view aired on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite, and according to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, those ads were not embedded as part of the show, and instead were paid for by Impact like any other ad might be. New Japan Pro Wrestling News, according to a report by PW Insider, Vice TV sources stated that New Japan Pro Wrestling was offered a TV deal that is similar to what MLW has come to terms with, uh, however, New Japan Pro Wrestling ultimately opted to turn down the deal with Vice TV, which mm. seems like a mistake now. Um, <laughs> news, Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio reports that uh, Kenny Omega will make his first defense of the Impact World Championship at the next Impact Plus special under siege on May 15th. ROH News, uh, the partnership between CMLL and ROH has come to an end. CMLL announced on Tuesday that their alliance with ROH has reached its conclusion, ending a partnership that has been ongoing since 2016. Uh, the announcement comes just two months after CMLL released a joint statement with New Japan Pro Wrestling, reaffirming their commitment to the partnership moving forward. CMLL and ROH has not held, uh, has not held any joint show since September of 2019 with Joe Koff noting that the pandemic made it difficult to work with their partners in that capacity. There mm -hmm. has been no word yet 
on the partnership between New Japan and Ring of Honor, but we should be keep our eyes open for any news regarding that with CMLL ending ties with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. ROH started their women's division series, which which will air every Wednesday on the ROH Wrestling YouTube channel. It started this past week. And a report from Fightful Select has an update on the new contracts Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis signed with Ring of Honor. They both reportedly signed full-on contracts that replaced their previous agreements that were set to last through June 2021. According to the update, new, their new contracts will run through the end of 2021, and they come with an option for 2022. Mike Bennett stated that after they returned to Ring of Honor, there was a feeling out process for both sides to make sure things would work out well. And after the initial feeling out process, ROH and Canellis and Bennett expressed their desires to continue their working relationship. So congratulations once again to Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis. And then in final news... Interesting news. In an interview with Super Luchas, Alberto El Patron <laughs> said that he will be facing Andrade El Ilio at Nacho Lucha Libre event in McAllen, Texas on July 31st. So Alberto El Patron versus Andrade. He paid for that whole match. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, he had, like... He paid for that whole... Can we take off Patron? Just just Alberto Del... Just... Whoever works with that man has no soul. And the (laughs) fact that Andrade... uh, Listen, I get Andrade because he is there for a paycheck, but the company that decides to work with Patron has no fucking soul. Hey, maybe they're just heels. Maybe they're just... Whatever. They like it. They like it. He's a real-life piece of shit. I mean, uh, fuck boy. Well, there you go. Right. <laughs> we move on to our final segment of the show. We got preview and predictions for the big shows coming up next coming week. We got yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, huge shows, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Duntaku, nights one and two on May 3rd and May 4th, as well as on Wednesday, yes, AEW Blood and Guts. First of all, we got to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling as their next big events are this coming Monday and Tuesday. Wrestling Dontaku. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to name the, the matches that are on both cars, but we're only going to get preview and predictions for the top matches. On night one, we got Toriyanu, Tenzan, Tiger Mask, and Master Wado versus Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, Taji Ishimori, and Dick. Togo of the Bullet Club. We're also mm. going to see six-man tag team action as Kazuka Okada and Rapangi 3K, Sho and Yo versus Minoru Suzuki, El Desperado, and Yoshinabu Kanamaru. We're going to see Shingo Takagi teaming with his LIJ stablemates Tensuya Naito, Sanada, and Bushi versus the United Empire, Will Ospreay, Garrett Okan, Aaron Hanare, and Jeff Cobb. And then we got our top three matches on this card, as it's going to be Zack Sabre Jr. going one-on-one with Tonga Loa. If Zack Sabre Jr. wins, Dangerous Techers of Sabre Jr. and Taishi will get another shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team titles of Tonga Loa and Tonga Tonga, Tama Tonga, the mm-hmm. Gorillas of Destiny. So who wins? Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tonga Loa. Let's go to Top Guy JJ. Ooh. 
Damn. It's kind of hard going against my G.O.D. guys, man. It's kind of hard doing that, but he's by himself. So I, I'm not sure about the single stuff, man. I'm not I'm not sure he's going to pull us out against Zack Sabre on his own. I got to go with Zack Sabre on this. So what you're saying is he's not good by himself. He's only good when he's with a he's partner. He's better with his tag team partner. Not not good. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay. She's trying to... Zack Saber is a savage in the ring, and there's no hot tags in this match. This is true. Tracy Love, who you got? I'm, I mean, I was gonna say Zack Saber Jr. from the get go, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> wow. wow, you was gonna go with Zack Saber, and you, yo, and you go. Well, you no, know, because you was like, oh, well, you know, he's good when he's in a crew. I mean, just call it what it is, bro. We don't need to know. Just say. What you want to like, Sometimes there you better go. Keep My that true hill heat, son. Kofi Kingston lost to Elias two weeks ago. Like, what the fuck? All right, all right. We're talking about New Japan. Now. Right, 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 saying, right. Like, just, Zach Saber Jr. for me, friend. How, who you got? I, I'm going with Zach Saber Jr. as well. <laughs> uh, ladder match for the iron, <laughs> the iron fingers of Azuka were blessed to. Taishi, all those uh, about a year and a half ago when Azuka retired from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, he's been holding on the mantra and the legacy of the Iron Figures ever since then. But ever since the Dangerous Techers have come across the Gorillas of Destiny, it's been Tonga Lo Tong Tama Tonga who has been getting in his way, stealing the Iron Fingers. And now we come to the culmination of this, a ladder match with the Iron Fingers hanging above the ring. The second ever ladder, ladder match in New Japan Pro Wrestling history. This is the first ladder match since 2016 when Kenny Omega versus Michael Elgin for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. And we will see who will be the owner of the Iron Fingers. So who wins, Tama Tonga or Taishi, Chrissy Love? Taishi for the win, friend. Taishi for the win. Top guy JJ. Uh, yeah, I got I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh Tonga. I gotta go with Tonga on this one. That's my guy, man. I can't go against him. That's my dude, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't go against him. I could, go, I could go against the other one. I can't go against him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see? He stays loyal. He stays loyal, but I'm gonna agree with Chrissy Love Taishi for the win. Uh, so both guys are losing that night. Okay, great. Go ahead, finish. Yes. Main event time. <laughs> it's for the That's never <laughs> never open weight championship is on the line. It's gonna be Hiroshi Tanahashi defending against Switchblade Jay White. Hiroshi Tanahashi, of course, won the never open weight championship back at New Beginning in Sapporo in a classic five-star rated matchup against Shingo Takagi. Switchblade Jay White then defeated Tanahashi in the mm -hmm. New Japan Cup. Uh, to move on, but t Jay White came up short in the New Japan Cup and ever since then has changed his focus to the Never Openweight Championship and he says since he couldn't be the first ever double champion with the IC title and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, he's going to claim the Openweight Championship then claim the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and then bring back the Intercontinental Championship so he could be the first ever three title champion in New Japan history. So who wins Switchblade versus the Ace, Tadahashi versus White, Top Guy JJ. Oh, definitely going with Switchblade on this one. Like he's had enough of the loot. He's he he's he's done giving up enough spots already. He's done lost a couple times. Listen, Tanahashi is a fucking legend no matter what the fuck happens to him. So this is all about Switchblade fulfilling his prophecy. Who you got, Christy Love? 
Switchblade for the win, friend. We got two for Switchblade. I am going to be the contrarian and say that the Ace Ooh. gets the victory. Tadahashi has not defeated Switchblade in one-on-one -on -one competition since Switchblade returned to New Japan all those years ago at Wrestle Kingdom 12. Mm. We are going into Wrestle Kingdom 15. No, we're going into Wrestle Kingdom 16. So, yes, I think it's about time Tadahashi gets another win. But you got to get some Switchblade. Light. I don't, have <laughs> I don't have anything against the man. I'm just, I'm just calling it like it is. And I think it's the ace that keeps the title and keeps it at that main event status. But New Japan Pro Wrestling comes back the following night with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wrestling Dotaku Night 2. You're going to see Taishi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Duki versus Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, and Jado of the Bullet Club. We're going to see Kazuko Okada and Show of Chaos versus Minoru Suzuki and Yoshinabu Kanamaru of Suzuki Goon. You're going to see... LIJ's Bushi, Sanada, and Tensuya Naito versus the United Empire's Jeff Cobb, Aaron Anare, and Great Okan. And you're going to see Hiroshi Tadahashi, Toriyanu, Tenzan, Taguchi, and Master Yado versus Jay White, Evil, Kenta, Yujiro Takahashi, and Taji Ishimori of the Bullet Club. But we're going to get predictions for the top two matches, both of them title matches. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is on the line as El Desperado will defend the title against Sho. Oh, no, against Yo of Rapongi 3K. <laughs> Excuse me. I always get those mixed up. But, yes, he's got a verse Yo of Rapongi 3K. El Desperado, of course, won the title uh, after Romo Takahashi relinquished the title. Now he defends against Yo, who got the big victory with Rapongi 3K reclaiming the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles uh, a couple of months back at Sakura Genesis. Well, a couple of weeks back at Sakura Genesis. And now Yo gets an opportunity returning against the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Chrissy Love, who you got? Yo versus El Desperado. I'm going to go with Yo for the win. Yo for the win. Top guy, JJ. Yo, listen, man. If you lose to a person, if you lose to Yo, you need to just retire. <laughs> like, I'm not losing. I'm not losing to somebody. Core. I'm not losing. Yo, Rapongi 3K is a whole lot better than Yo and Show. Just I'd rather lose to the duo than somebody named Yo. We are oh. definitely retaining this title. Okay, well, you know. Hey, I am going to agree with Top Guy JJ. Is <laughs> that like somebody who's going to agree with me? He's like, uh, no. <laughs> I, I think Despy retains the title. I've been big on Despy being the junior heavyweight champion. I think he should hold the title at least until Harumbo returns. And then finally, the main event of Wrestling Del Taco, both nights, the conclusion, the closer, is for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship as Will Ospreay will make his first defense of the championship against Shingo Takagi. These two men went at it in the finals of the New Japan Cup, a classic Five star, five and a half star rated from Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer, a match of the year candidate for sure. And Will Ospreay then went on to defeat Kota Ibushi at Sakara Genesis to win the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. And then we set up this match with the winner versus Kajuka Okada on on May 29th in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestling Wrestle Grand Slam. So who wins? This is the fourth match. Between Shingo and Will Ospreay. 
Will Ospreay won the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors 26 in 2019. He won the finals of the New Japan Cup this year. Shingo won in the G1 Climax last year. But who wins this fourth match between Shingo and Will Ospreay at Wrestling Dotanku? Top guy, JJ. Absolutely, man. Will Ospreay ain't losing that. Is he ain't losing at this point in time? Right. Listen, man, he's got to make that little. He got to make that little American Nightmare title look look special, man. He ain't losing, <laughs> losing that shit. Not now. No, Absolutely man, not. Absolutely not. That's the Will Ospreay's time. <laughs> Fuck out of here, Will Ospreay for the win all day. It's gonna be a great ass match, though. Miss Kissy Love. Will Ospreay for the win with his American title, <laughs> American Nightmare. <laughs> yes, Shingo and Will Ospreay have had nothing less than five-star rated matches. Their lowest rated match was five stars in the G1 Climax last year. Their highest rated was the Best of the Year Finals in 2019, which was five and three-quarter stars rated. last mm-hmm. the, Earlier this year, they have a five-and-a-half-star rated match. This one will be another classic, but I, yes, I agree. Will Ospreay for the win. And then the final card... For us to run down is AEW's huge episode of Dynamite this coming Wednesday, Blood and Gut. After a full year of it being promoted, it was promoted last year in Newark, New Jersey. It was supposed to be the Inner Circle versus the Elite inside of the two-ring steel cage with a roof. But now we get it a year and a year and about a month later. It's finally going to happen. May 5th, 2021. A full card has been released as it's going to be Britt Baker in action. We don't know who she's going to verse, but they're heating her up on her way to double or nothing where she will presumably get a shot at Sheeta for the AEW Women's World Championship. And win. Yep. You got Cody Rhodes will go one-on-one with QT Marshall. These two men have been uh, feuding ever since QT Marshall turned his back on the Nightmare family and uh, beat down the Nightmare family, forming the factory with Nick Camarado, Anthony Ogogo, and Aaron Solo. So who do you think wins this grudge match here with Cody returning last night uh, on Dynamite this past week? So top guy, JJ, who you got, Cody or QT? They gotta make QT win this match because I have no interest in this whatsoever. Like, none. I have no, like, QT is not doing it for me at all. So he ha- he's just not. I'm sorry. Like the, like, the crew is okay, but he's just not. So okay. he has to win this match because he's just not that good. So he just needs to win this match. He has to win this to get some credibility. Some, some, some credibility. Sorry. He needs it. He needs it. He needs it. Christy, Cody, or QT? Uh, I think uh, uh, QT, uh, I think Cody is good to like push him and make him go over. That's my stance. And I don't know about Dr. JJ. He won't one. be clean, but he got <laughs> I see the goal of the factory is to push Anthony or Gogo. It's not really to push QT Marshall. I think Cody gets the victory here, but the factory beat down the nightmare factory afterwards. With oh, Anthony so Ogogu. it won't be clean. It'll, okay. With, with Anthony or Gogo uh, laying out Cody again. Even um, okay. with QT. What happened? Yeah, so even SPA with QT. <laughs> um, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa will verse John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in tag team action. Who do you think wins this one? And you said you did like the segment on Dynamite with uh, the with them holding Kenny Omega. Yeah, yeah. 
But I thought it was pretty dumb to get this match and not ask for a title match. I thought it was, yeah, that was stupid or whatever. Um, but I still like the segment. Um, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to probably hold it down to like double or nothing. Because now you see like uh, what you call it has to, uh, John is going to fight. Uh, uh, Naka the next week. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're holding that down for like double or nothing, which is like their big, big show. So they don't want to. Who do you think it's going to be at double or nothing? <gasps> Um, John and Omega. You think John and Omega again? Yeah. You don't think so? I think it would be, I think it would be Eddie versus Omega at, uh, Double. Oh, uh, yeah, Eddie is more, okay, I see what, okay, I got the, you. He's the fresher matchup. Right, because uh, they've already seen each other already, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, give him a chance, because he, he does have beef with both parties anyway, so that's, yeah. So who you got? Okay. Moxley and Kingston versus Omega and Nakazawa. Um, I feel like Omega and uh, Nakazawa is going to win. Not clean, but they're going to win. Top guy, JJ? I mean, this has to lead into, if you're going to talk about Kingston and Omega being at double or nothing, I see John Moxley helping Eddie Kingston pin Kenny Omega. Like, uh... it, 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 has to, it has to be a reason that Kenny, Eddie Kingston gets this match. Like, there has to be a reason he gets this match because his win-loss record ain't doing it. His pinfall victory over Kenny Omega would get him that match because we know Mox is on his way out because he's about to have a beautiful... Well, I, don't, I didn't notice that there was a gender reveal, but I know he's about to have a beautiful child. I think, on the way. I think it's a girl. I and think. You, you know Renee is like probably going to be ready to pop right after that pay-per-view or something. So it, it's got to be that. It has to be that. Like Eddie Kingston has to get the pinfall to get a rightful title match. That wouldn't make sense. I'm going with Moxley and Kingston to get the win, but I think they would pin Nakazawa. But it makes pin sense to pin Omega to set up the match. Uh, AEW tag team title number one contenders match: SCU versus Varsity Blondes versus The Acclaimed versus Jurassic Express. The winner should go on to verse the Young Bucks at Double or Nothing. Who you got in this one, Top Guy JJ? You know what? They they've been they've been seeing something with the acclaimed, so 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 I I think the acclaimed is gonna get I think the acclaimed is gonna get over on this one I think they're gonna they're gonna open some eyes with this victory here like every we all know we love Jurassic Express so I don't think they need it as much but the acclaimed I think they're gonna be on to something with those guys. Chrissy Love, I'm going with SCU since they just came back, um, and they need like a little bit of a push, so I'm gonna go with SCU. Yeah, SEU seems like the, the likely to win this one after their promo on Dynamite this week. Right. And they have the whole story going on that if they lose their next matchup, they have to split up as a tag team. So it makes sense for it to happen here. I just wish that they would have gotten more wins on actual Dynamite before this matchup. This yeah. match, this yeah. match it, it, it's it hasn't even been on TV that much. Like they, matter of yeah. fact, they haven't been on TV at all. Like, it's like yeah. a little forced. It feels a little forced. It yeah. is, yes, yes. But yes. it just makes it just makes sense for yeah you're right you're right with that dialogue it makes sense you make you're right yeah makes yeah. sense and then finally we have the main event of the evening the aforementioned blood and guts match two ring a steel cage and a roof on top the only way you are able to win is show. by submission or surrender 
and it starts out with two people, one person from each team, and every cup, I think it's every two minutes or every uh, 90 seconds, a new person will enter the cage. The Pinnacle have the advantage in this in this Blood and Guts matchup, thanks to Sammy Guevara. We know Sammy Guevara will start it off for the inner circle. He will be the first man in. But who wins the Pinnacle versus the inner circle, Blood and Guts? Miss Christy Love. I'm going to go with Pinnacle, friend. Going with the Pinnacle, with the pineapple. Who you got, Tom? Stop that, JJ. I mean, it, look, look, man. Look, man. If you want the Pinnacle to mean anything, they have to win this match. Yeah. They have to win this match. Like, if you want them to even, like, this, this faction makes no sense if they don't win this match. Like, like it literally makes no sense. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to put this group of misfits together <laughs> and to lose? No. Like, like, like this is, it doesn't make sense. Like, you they want two, two main factions in this company. Mm-hmm. The Pinnacle mm-hmm. must win this match. This is yep. a must win for the Pinnacle. Yep. I, we are unanimous on that. The Pinnacle have to win Blood and Guts. This would establish them, solidify them as the top stable in AEW. They need this win. They are the newer faction, and this will really make them where this is something they can always talk about, that they won the first ever Blood and Guts match. So, MJF, if you want Chris Jericho's spot, winning winning Blood and Guts is the mm-hmm. first way to do it. So, yep. this should be a hell of an event, a hell of a Dynamite special. So should Wrestling Dotanku for New Japan Pro Wrestling. If you want to watch Wrestling Dotanku, it's going to be on Monday, May 3rd. And Tuesday, May 4th, it's available on the New Japan Pro Wrestling World app, as well as AEW Blood and Guts. If you're in the U.S., of course, you can watch it on TNT. If you're outside of the U.S., you can watch it on Fight TV on Wednesday, May 5th. Uh That uh brings us to a close on another edition of True Hill Heat, True Hill Heat. 123. We got a hell of a lineup on our YouTube channel right now. You can check out the A&E biography Roddy Roddy Piper review. We have a new edition of the returning Raw recap with Richie Richie's Raw recap. He's been struggling watching those horrible episodes of Raw, but he has finally blessed us with another edition of Richie's Raw recap. You can check out the latest from Dark Power, AE recap, NX3 uh, Fusion of Honor and all the great reviews and stuff that we got going on on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel as well as the Impact Rebellion Roundtable Review. I'll be back with J News, J News of J News Japan. We're going to be talking about Wrestling Dotoku Night 1 and Night 2 on next week, so stay tuned for that and also stay tuned for myself being on the AE Recap with Jimmy and Marcus Cash reviewing AEW Blood and Cuss this coming week. <laughs> Kissy Love, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Uh, I am one of the co-hosts with my two lovely bros right here. Uh, the True Hill Heat page. Um, you see us every week. Um, you can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. Chrissy Love underscore just Miss Chrissy Love and just Crystal Lentz on Facebook. Top guy JJ, where can they find you? Uh, you can definitely find me here at the weekly. The weekly podcast, True Hill Heat. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at True Hill underscore Top Guy JJ. You can find me at Facebook at Justin Johnson. And yes, until next time, I cannot wait to chop it up. Hopefully, is not as polarizing. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. <laughs>
out our community wall right now. You can see my latest appearances on Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. I was with Alex on Wednesday. We talked about the AJ and almost. We talked that we debated who's the man in W in the professional wrestling world. Alex supports Roman Reigns. I said it was Kenny Omega. So check out that great mm. debate there. You can check me out with John Scott on Powered 4 SP3, where we talked about everything going on in the wrestling world. You can check me out on the sports keto wrestling youtube channel with smack talk reviewing this week's smackdown with rick uccino and dutch mantel definitely check that out and i've also appeared twice on wrestling daily this week i was with stephanie chase on thursday talking about everything going on in the wrestling world including the carmella uh bella twins podcast as well as mickey james on the grown-ass woman podcast and of course aew dynamite with miss dynamite and then i'm over on steph chase's youtube channel Channel for her 1,000 subscriber party. Congratulations to Steph Chase for hitting that milestone on YouTube. So we had a great time over there on her YouTube channel. So definitely check that out as well. And of course, follow the gang. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, True Hill Heat. You can find me on Twitter at True Hill uh, SP3. Find me on Instagram, True Hill underscore Epic SP3. You can follow our friends at Battle Club Pro, Powered 4 TV, Wrestling Travel, Warrior Wrestling, Mission Pro Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And follow all of their pages on YouTube as well as My Battery is Dying. Jimmy Macaram, where we have our Falcon and Winter Soldier review for the finale definitely check that out and we'll be back in june with the low-key reviews and reactions yeah. and of course go over and follow wrestling daily youtube channel we just went over the 10k mark on wrestling daily and when we hit 15k on the wrestling daily youtube channel it's been announced the video is out there it's war games on quizzle mania as mm. wrestling daily We'll go against Wrestle Talk, myself, Alex, Louie, and Stephanie against Foursome from the Wrestle Talk brand. So that's <laughs> going to be a good time. So definitely go over and subscribe to the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. And listen, make us one of your favorites. Leave us a review on all your favorite audio podcast platforms if you're listening to True Hill Heat. And you can check out True Hill Heat on Powered 4 TV. So for the lovely, the beautiful Miss Chrissy Love. Okay, because I'm not too sure about <laughs> For our resident True Hill alcoholic, top guy, JJ, it is me, it is me, your True Hill phenom, SP3. This has been True Hill Heat 123. We are signing off until next time.